Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Tom Spence, Nick Hare and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing howitzers and peplums. What is what are we talking about? I know what howitzers are, but I don't know what peplums are. I don't ah, even know if I'm even saying it right. It's interesting you say that because that is what we're talking about. Ah. Um, a recent study by Brisbart et al., mm-hmm. which was published only a few weeks ago, but which gained some traction on social media, mm-hmm. um, was essentially a study of word recognition. Mm-hmm. And, and they said had several hundred uh, participants um, from a range of countries, but obviously focusing on recognition of English words, so largely UK and US um, participants. And they were presented with lots of words and asked, uh, do you recognise this word? And I think the ostensible interest here is... How do you make? How do you get words that lots of people understand? Which is obviously very important if you want to say, for example, create instructions for things, or if you want to, um, you know, uh, have warning notices and things like that. You want to make sure that that is going to be as understood by uh, as wide a range of people as possible. That's sort of the reason why this kind of research is useful and important. But actually, what they found incidentally was of uh, probably of more interest to us, um, which was that. They found a really surprising divergence in um, recognition of some words um, by, uh, well, through the features that they collected on people, which were things like nationality and uh, gender. A big divergence in some words between recognition by men and recognition by women. And uh, perhaps less surprisingly, uh, a big divergence between um, recognition of words by some words by Americans and English people. Um, and I think the thing that have has probably surprised people the most is quite how divergent some of these words um, are in terms of the extent to which they're recognised by men and women. I think that's the main bit we want to focus on, right? Am well, I, right? I think not? it's. I don't think we've decided precisely what we're going to focus on. Okay, but but it's a bit like sort of discovering. It's like invasion of the body snatchers. I think that's the feeling I had. It was like how. Can it be that there are these people wandering around, women, who don't recognise these words and yet mysteriously do recognise these words which just look like random noise to me? And I consider myself someone with a reasonably good vocabulary. And yet these words are just, I mean, I don't know, you know, some of them include, these are the ones that um, a lot more women than men recognise Peplum. Look, just to sort of summarise. Chignon. Just to summarise. Bando. I don't know what any of those things are. It's a whole load of words that, if we take a whole bunch of words, it turns out there's, some of them are more recognised by an understood I mean, but we're talking about, we're talking about a big diverse, so 64% of female respondents recognise the word peplum. Yeah. And only 13% of men. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing to me. It is incredible. So we've got um, some lists in front of us of all sorts of words of and it is astonishing actually mind you loads of the sadly for me lots of the ones that men should recognize i don't recognize either actually um yeah how do we want to go about this when do we want to start talking about these words or do we want to still frame it a bit further well uh, yeah i mean i think it's it's quite interesting to think about the the methodology of the study because um 
you know, my my susp- I, I don't know. I, I don't know the um, participation rates, how representative it was, and so on. But I looked at both sets of words, and my my intuition said that probably a sizable chunk of those words, if you were looking at the general population uh, participating, would you know, I would say the majority of those words would not have been recognised by the majority of people. Um, and that may, may actually be borne out by that data, but I certainly think that that would have been true for... They, they are all um, obscure and esoteric to some extent, then, you know. And, and so the question is, why are they more obscure and more esoteric to some sections of the sample that they had than than others uh and uh, you know that's the this sort of interesting aspect i I think but i my i I posit that none of them are are really common words even howitzer which i'm sure most people uh, you know listening to this podcast are sitting there thinking well i know what that is i would still say that there would be well, a half lot of them are, and the other half of them yeah, are yeah, yeah, scratching their heads. Yeah, eighty-four um, percent of half of them are going. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right, exactly. Um, but I, I would say that you know, if if you went out in in onto the street and you asked a hundred people what you know what howitzer was, mm. um, you'd you'd struggle to get the majority rec- recognizing it. Across, so across I think board. that's an interesting point, though, because you've said that if you went out onto the street and asked people what a howitzer was. And that's a very different question to do you recognize the word howitzer? Yeah. So you're saying, have you heard? The, so the, the methodology was, have you heard this word before? Not can you provide me with a definition of this word? Which I think is an important distinction. Yeah. For example, on the list of words that more women know than men, there are a few words there that I recognize. But even most of those I couldn't actually define. Yeah. I, I know I've heard the word said at some point. Yeah. But that's not really what this is about, though, because what this is about, I mean, you're talking about, I think you were saying it's a question of definition versus recognition or something like that, right? But that's kind of to the side, because this is really is just about the um, disparity between males and females in, in recognising. I mean, it, 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 that feels like peripheral a little no, bit. No, 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 it's crucial, actually. No, why? Well, because it, what it reveals is that... Actually, understanding a word appears to be a quite on a spectrum, and under and and when we when we look at the data here, we we need to understand what it what people mean when they say yes or no, and because if we what, how do you decide? But then still, but then we still got to deal with the issue of males versus females. Yeah, so yeah, we'll get to so that. To do but with we can't. We've got to def- we've got to touch on this. Go on, uh, because uh, like Tom says, you know, there are a lot. I uh, I most of the. Of words on the female side, I kind of recognise in inverted commas. But if someone said, "Well, can you define damask, for example?" I really would. St- I recognise it as word, but is it an item of clothing? Is it a flower? I don't know. I would definitely say no. no. This still feels stop to me. Let me finish. Go on. If someone says de Gauss, now I'm probably in a similar position. I could not tell you the definition of de Gauss, but I've got enough of an idea. Like, I know it's something to do with removing magnetism from an electrical object. So connect right? this to the male-female thing, then. 
No, we'll get to that, Fraser. Stop rushing ahead. I'm just saying we're talking about methodology and it's a fundamental question that actually everyone who's seen this list has said, and which only you seem to be not curious enough to want to answer, which is what does it mean to say you recognise a word? Because to me, it's a grace. It's a it's a it's a, a, a sliding scale of recognition. And But I'm comfortable. I couldn't define. I couldn't tell you the dictionary definition of de-gauss any more than I could tell you the dictionary definition of damask. But I'm happy to say that I recognise D Gauss are not happy to say that I recognise Damask. Okay, okay. so, you so think, just, are you saying there might be a methodological flaw here that's no, kind of distorting? No, no? I, I think I think all I'm saying but is this that is we not need to recognise that this. you either it's not a case that you either know a word or you don't. This is about it's probably There's gauging something scale. like comfort levels with a word and being able to use it in a sentence. This feels like the least interesting thing about this, uh, but I think it's an important thing to understand to then say, you know, we're not saying that more women know the definition necessarily of peplum than men know the definition of peplum. We're saying that more women recognize peplum, right? So those 13% of men who said they recognize the word peplum might not even really know what it means. So we are talking about flaws in the methodology. No, method method because the methodology is clearly in, represented. Yeah. We, all, we all understand it. Yeah. yeah, but it is a flaw then if the people participating don't understand. Well, it. it's a flaw if you're in with people who might interpret this wrongly, but it's not a flaw with the study. As I long as you understand what it is that people are saying, but I'm saying that what it is that people are saying is interesting, and we need to drill into it a bit. And it's, and I guess it's deliberately left vague, a little bit like um, you know be, the phrase "beyond reasonable doubt" within a within yeah. a jury. You know, it's it's down to the interpretation of the participants, and that in itself is quite meta because. Um, you know, they are they are interpreting themselves. Do you recognize the word recognize? Right. And, and how do you in, interpret in, in this context? But I think what what I think is interesting about that distinction is what it tells you about um, the amount you have heard and used a word yourself. Right. So so there's the 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 fringe case of oh, I've heard that word. A couple of times and I know the kind of person who said that word and they were a physicist let's say so I know that word has got something to do with physics you know physics mm. down to right I've I've used that word myself many times and I and I know it's it's meaning and there is a continuum between and and I know that the way I interpret it is the same as the way lots of other people interpret it because I've used it in their context and they've understood me and so on and so forth um, and so what I think why this is interesting is because it tells you something about social networks. It doesn't tell you something about knowledge, although it, it kind of it, you you can infer that to some extent. But it tells you something about where you've bumped into different different words and who who is bumping into um, different words disproportionately to other other groups. So there is an element of identity in there, but it's it's also about social networks. Yeah, I think in a way it's almost about exposure to the words rather than necessarily understanding of the words, which is, I think, quite a key difference. I think... Well, it's R, but is there... Well, to what extent is that the Hold same on. thing? Hold all you keep saying is, oh, that's boring, without <laughs> saying what else we should be talking about. We, uh, there's three of us here who think this is interesting, and one person, i.e. you, who thinks it isn't. John the Baptist I am was a, a voice crying in the wilderness. <laughs> I'm... He was telling the truth. He was, I don't know. Look, just because I'm outnumbered by more intelligent yeah. people doesn't mean I'm wrong. The tyranny okay? of the That majority. would be a logical fallacy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, no, 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 no. Let's get serious for a moment because 
I don't think this is what is most interesting about this. No, no, I just we... feel that you guys are nitpicking. Stop, stop no, saying let me finish. that. Let can me we finish. have our conversation no. on our podcast? No, no. Okay, because this is, I, I don't think this, this is what's interesting about this. You're just getting all geeky and, and just talking about the methodology here and how it's, and how, what you think is the really interesting is, this is about, oh, I might have heard a word, recognition, definition. Yeah, yeah, but no, because Chris, and, but so Chris brought it around something interesting. Yes, which, which I was about to pick up. Okay, well, keep which it I was about to pick keep up. Keep it interesting then. Well, what's the difference between understanding a word and being exposed to uh, and understanding how it's used? And when we were preparing, uh, researching what we were going to do for podcasts, right? you say we? Right? Well, actually, it was you and me. Well, uh, sorry, researching, no, I don't do that. But I Discussing have Discussing the, the viability the relative of the various of, podcasts, yeah. which I always have a great hunch about these things. Had we? You, you know my hunches, right? Yeah. They always pay off, okay? Um, no, but how do you sort of explain this stuff to me? I'd have gone, well, let's forget that one. That's not interesting. But we, we're just but, getting but on look, to... I've got the notes in front of Early me. versus late Wittgenstein. It's he says men are from Venus, <laughs> yeah. women are from Mars. Yeah. No, men are from... Fraser is from Venus. Yeah. And we're all from Mars. How it's a peplum. Yeah. Probably written here by... Who came up with this topic? Me. You, Nick. This is... I quote, this is really fascinating and worth drilling into. Drilling into, oh, not on. discussing superficially. I confess I only know... I have a fairly good idea of the meaning of 10 of the female words and all but one of the male words. Yeah. And then it goes on to say, and by the way, uh, Fraser is always right in our podcast. So let's uh, talk shall to we, but, do, you um, wanna, do you want to start talking about the words? Would you just rather say, ha ha, you know, what's verbena? Is that is that the level at which you want this yes. podcast? Okay. So superficiality. Right. Before you come in, Tom's got his hand up, wants to say something. We'll I've come on very to very patiently been sitting here. You have. Um, it's like my parents are having an argument in front of me. It's, it's quite distressing. You should yeah. go to bed um, now, Tom. But I think the, for me, I think the reason why this is important is because, yes, we can clearly see there are differences between men and women, and that's an interesting thing to talk about. But I think before we talk about it, we have to understand what those differences are, and then we can start expanding on what they mean. And I think here the differences, we're, we're getting to the point where we're saying the differences you know, women are far less exposed to these, you know, physics-y words on one side, and men tend to be far less exposed to these more kind of fashion and, and clothing-related words on the other side. Not necessarily can write a dictionary definition of them. And I think that is then our launch point into, once we understand what the data represents, we can understand what the structures of the data are telling us. Well, that I agree with, but I don't see how that's connected to the... Um the recognition definition thing. Anyway, anyway, look, let's move it on. I mean, well, do you want to mention some of these words? Because our listeners, do. our listeners might not but before have you read do, this study. I absolutely. This is what I want to get on to. But Chris, you were about to say something. Do you want to come yeah, in on something? Yeah, well, I just, it, I just triggered a thought and I don't know to what extent, I haven't, I haven't looked at the detailed article behind this, but I don't know to what extent there is an element of um, cultural expectation playing into the idea of recognition right so in the same way as you know um people will uh you know in surveys will distort their you know inputs to surveys because of what they feel they should do you know the shy tory effect and all that kind of stuff i wonder the extent to which uh men when presented with a set of words go well i know i know that one's a, a bit sciencey yes that's something i know because you know that's and then they see something uh, that, again, they recognise to the same extent, more or less, that they feel is to do with um, interior design or something. And, and, and they 
and they are less willing to put themselves forward. So, so I, I don't know the extent to which the methodology has aimed off for self-reporting biases based on individuals, you know, um, gender or indeed national uh, perceptions of of what it is to be that that identity and what words you should know. Yeah, it just feels to me that Tom. we should have done a podcast and called this podcast about survey methodologies and and um, and and things shush. to look out Tom, for. Tom, what were you about to say? So I was going to say I think that's an interesting. Don't you point. shush me? But anyway, go on. Uh, so I think that's an interesting point from Chris. And I think it also probably ties into the fact that you know, for example, as Nick said, he might not be able to define de Gauss or uh, Chenille, but you know, he's spent time around people who have been using the word de-gauss. It feels more like the kind of word that people in his tribe use. He's heard it. He recognises it. He recognises those syllables as being a word. And so he can say he recognises it. Whereas, you know, people that Nick spends time with don't necessarily talk much about chenilles. Well, they do, but just not with me. I think well, that's they, the they thing. They might do. Let's get on to the juicy stuff, Okay. Nick, you, you mean the words? Yeah. Okay. So the uh, the the top ten words that where there's a difference between male recognition and female recognition. Yeah. Let's have a look. Are <clears throat> we've got a similar list, by the way, for Americans and, and British people, which is also interesting. And, ah. and talking about the difference is going to be interesting as well. Like, what's the difference between the male and female difference mm. and the American and okay. English difference? Um, so top ten male words. Howitzer, thermistor, azimuth, femtosecond, milliamp, aileron, servo, degauss, boson, and checksum. And then the female words. By the way, we're all male here. Quick, um, and let's be honest. Yeah. Um, How many of those did each of us recognise on the first um, glance, Tom? Uh, I would say I recognised nine out of ten. Couldn't define them all. I recognised nine out of ten. I didn't recognise aileron. Okay. Chris? Yeah, I've I've heard the majority, but I would say in terms of defining... No, and let, let's yeah. just say, not just heard, or rec, but think you kind of know what it means. Let's just say that. Yeah. So you stick with your nine, you stick with your... I would nine. say kind of know what it means. I would say about half. Okay. Um, uh, um, Nick? Nine. My, my, my one I would struggle with is azimuth. Okay. <clears throat> which I know it's got something to do with angles and planets or sure. something, but uh, that's about it. Okay. Um, I actually know 10 of them, and uh, I could have defined every single one of them, no so problem. But anyway. So the female ones. Yeah. Peplum. Yeah. Tool. Yeah. Tool. I don't even Tool. know how to pronounce that. Yeah. Chignon. Yeah. Bandeau. Yeah. Frisia. Chenille. Curl, spelt K-O-H-L. Verbena. Doula. And Rouge. I know three, I think. Oh, I reckon I know a... Probably more of those. I'm a bit worried. I only knew about I, three of the men. Of the I, male I might, one, I might go as far as that. I sort of know four or five of them, but I mean that's definitely a lower bar of sort of no. There are two that I absolutely definitely know, and I'd say yeah, another two or three that I feel like I maybe recognise. Okay. All right. So, exception of me, we're all falling into this quite nicely. No, I, I think I recognise more of the second. I, I, I could define more of the second list than okay. the first list. Really? Oh, yeah, well, define. So. Yeah. So, I mean, what is uh, what? Let's just. How many of these? So we got on the mail list. We've got military equipment. We've got kind of electric, quite electrics and electrical Techie. equipment. We've got uh, aileron, which is to do with aviation, servo, mechanics. 
um, degauss boson. They're all to do with physics and electricity. I, I like a femtosecond. And on the yeah, feels like it should odd. be in the other yeah. list. But, um. <laughs> um, and then uh, the female list. I mean, as I said, I, I sort of deliberately avoided looking these up, but I know that doula is a, a childbirth assistant. Yeah, yeah. Verbena, we think, is a it's a plant. plant. Yeah, it's coal, coal is a type of vine goes around, yeah. yeah. Chenille, a fabric of some kind. Yeah. Freesia is another plant, is it? It's, uh, well, it's got, it had two E's on the list, right? I mean, the, there's, freesia, the free, yeah. there's the Freesia flower, but I didn't think it had two E's. Oh, maybe it's just an alternative spelling. Bandeau, what's that? Uh, I think it's a piece of clothing. A chignon? Again, I think that's some kind of fabric. They're all quite Frenchy, aren't they? I'm not sure about tool, but it and, is, again says fabric. And a peplum, me. we think, is a fold in some dress. So, yeah. So now, but women, men and women interact with each other, right? We know that. That's true. That's happened. Um, but as who was saying about the tribes, it, it's like there is a secret. This is exposing the secret private language of those tribes. Because men for years have been pretending that when they go down the pub, they talk about football. But actually, they talk about electricity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and apparently... You know, women talk about clothes. I mean, it sounds a bit cliched, but you know, is that is that something that it's? it's I I th I think I think it's pretty. I just feel like it's dangerous to draw too many conclusions Agreed. from from that that study because I I think there's a, it's self-reported. So I I feel like yeah, but, that, but that's cancelled out on both lists. Yeah, these are the ones with the biggest difference. And male overconfidence, for example, about recognition mm. is going to be reflected in both sides. So it's not that. This well, is still... except that, except that they will they will view those words differently. They'll know which they they'll know which area they come from and which ones they should be associating with. And I think oh, that plays. So you think like a bloke is going to be more going to feel more of an egocentric requirement to say, yes, I know what a femtosecond yeah. is. Than if, exactly. If he doesn't know what a peplum is, it's like, well, it's no slight on his masculinity. Yeah. But not knowing what a boson because, is, but they obviously beaten up they, yeah, the and, and, and if that were true, what that suggests is that everybody has enough recognition of all of the words to sort of know. But, I, I mean, there's also, like, all those French-sounding words, right? Mm. You You already get a sense of, well, you know, a lot of fashion vocabulary comes from French, mm. you know. So if it sounds Frenchy, that's maybe that's maybe a more feminine sounding word. So I, I don't really mm. recognise those ones. That's that's mm. a hypothesis, which I think needs. OK. All right. Um, I want to move on. Don't worry. Um, I want to move on in a certain direction in a minute. Um, I don't know which direction, but I want to hear from Tom first. So I just had one interesting observation on these, which is one of the words that I was most confident of knowing the meaning of on the, uh, the, the female words list was coal. And right. the reason I know that is because of science. It's a bleed over because alcohol comes from alcohol because yeah. it's the Arabic yeah, yeah, yeah. word for ah. eyeliner, which is, and you know, a lot of uh, chemistry words come from alchemy, which is itself from Arabic, because that's where a lot of the early advances were. So I think that almost plays in a little bit to the tribes bit that we've been talking about. Because so it's, it's just a roundabout way to it. Exactly. It's the bleed over your tribe. from the topics on the other side is part of the small insight I have into the the, the second list of words. Mm. I mean, I mean, you know, should it be? Is it surprising or controversial if there is a sort of different tribal language? I, I, like, we're all very familiar with the idea of 
teenagers <clears throat> having their own private words. Admittedly, the existence of Urban Dictionary has rather cracked open the 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 vault on that one mm. for grown-ups. I mean, mm. we can just look it up now. What it what what these and uh, just battling use it completely words naturally any time we want uh, to yeah. the great embarrassment yeah. of kids. But you know the. That's not a surprising idea that that different groups with different characteristics have, you know, talk about different stuff and use different words. Um, but I think I think there is something I did. We can perhaps move on to the American versus yeah, I want to have British a look one. At them. But I think it is worth saying it's not just different vocab. It's not different vocab, but the same kind of thing. These are things that I don't. I mean, a peplum is apparently some kind of garment or a fold in a in a piece in a garment or something. I mean, it's not something I even knew existed as a concept. But but if we look at the difference between the American words and the British words, do we have? Okay. So the top five. Uh, sorry, the top ten uh, UK specific words. So these are words that. So the top top of the list, tipex, right? Um, and. 7% of Americans know what that is and 91% of British people know what that is. Extraordinary difference, I think. I, surprising to me, I think. But then we have Biro, Tombola, Chipolata, Dodgem. It's actually impossible to imagine this being said in an American accent, in a way. Um, yob, Gazump, Absale, Naff and Curbside. And then we look at the American words and we've got Manicotti, Zitty, Tilapia, Garbanzo. I mean, I can't say the word garbanzo without an, putting an American accent on. Um, kebab, which actually is an American spelling of a kebab. Um, Kwanzaa, crawdad, hibachi, sandlot, and weirdly, acetaminophen. <laughs> now, if you look at... So, look, these are all things... That we know I mean, what stuff leaks they are. out immediately, doesn't it, on this? Well, um, the thing is that these are American words for things that we already have words for. Yeah, I mean, for, but also for the, most of them, a lot of them are food. And second, they're actually coming in from other languages. It's anyway, foods, and food and drugs. There's obviously a, a migrant thing going on there. And, but on the British side, it's more to do with branding, no, what we call stuff. Is that no, whole well, sellotape. again, European language influences, like Tombo like Biro, they call a ballpoint in the US. But you've got Tombola, Chipolata... Um, uh, korma, uh, these are all words Dodgem, that come Yob from, and Gazump are also from, they call like it a bumper card or yeah, something. But, yeah, but no, listen, be. I mean, sorry, and this is maybe stating the obvious, but what's clearly the difference between this list and the male-female one is I think the male-female one was that that's different. They're talking different about stuff. an individual thing that's a, a thing on itself, whereas this is just different words for the same thing. With the, with the well, exception of the of the food, actually, on the left, they're not. They're on not. The... They're, I don't think there's anything that is the same thing, but with different no, words on both. There sides. is because well, which one is it? Things then? like tipex, biro, well, where's, the, sorry, dodgem, where's the equivalent of tipex on the American yob, list? Gazam. I think. I think what uh, Americans what will all have a word for that. Isn't that the same word is on both sides? But it's. I think he's saying that, you know, the. Thank you the for being my translator, by the way. Keep going. Is understood in America. Oh, he's always repeating what I said five Correction minutes ago. Correction. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so the the uh, that's what I said when I said I didn't know that a peplum was a thing. Yeah. But I do know if someone explains to me what a tamale is, uh, well, if I didn't already know, which I kind of do, then I would go, oh yeah, I'm one of them. I'm not repeating what you said. I'm explaining it more ah, clearly. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> and, and then in turn, I explained it in, more in, clearly. In yeah. No, no, no. In language that Nick can understand. Um, what, what do we want to say? There should be a Fraser and a Nick set of words. Yeah. That, uh, and then we could <laughs> be really good. Yeah. Do that. Um, we're in danger of kind of going a bit too off piece here. Um, Who's, let's have let's get some structure. Chris, I want you to sort of. So yeah. We're, then right. we'll have Tom, then Nick. So I was going to say, is there a 
substantive difference between uh, an American not knowing what Tipex is, right, which is a product, okay, which we use to describe correction the, the, the correction fluid, yeah, right? Yeah. So they, they know what that is, but they don't actually know what Tipex is, right? Mm. They've, they've not heard of Tipex. So they don't know that meaning associated with that word. Is, is that different from us? So they don't know Tipex exists effectively, right? Is that different from somebody not knowing that there is a particular garment? Is that is that um, or that there is such a weapon called a howitzer? You know, it's not like the people who don't know what a howitzer is don't know that there is such a that kind of weaponry exists, right? They just don't know the name. Howitzer. Yeah, and I may I so, may have seen a peplum. Right, yeah, but no one exactly. pointed at I it think, and said that's a pet. So this is a bit is, Orwellian, right? In this idea of you know, how could you make, commit murder if if murder is, is, doesn't exist? As exactly. A word? Yeah. Um, but also, it feels like um, the answer is both yes and no. Um, yes, there is a difference because of what we've just explained. One's a one's a thing. One's about knowing a thing exists or not, and one's about knowing. A, a, a potential word for that thing, right? But also maybe it goes back to this point, and maybe this is what you're saying, actually it's still about tribes in a way, um, even though point one. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit it's a bit like the difference, and then there is this difference, right, between US and UK English, right? It's a bit like the difference between uh, not know, not being able to speak German, right? But you know all the things that Germans talk about, or then suddenly finding that there's some tribe somewhere that operates in a way using items and artifacts that you had no idea existed. Mm. Um, but fundamentally, is that different? That's the question that I, I think is quite interesting. I want to hear from Tom. So I think that not only is that a very interesting question, but I think we actually have some evidence from this study that we can use to start making an answer towards it. And I think that, that evidence is that We've almost got the question of, you know, is there a difference between uh, knowing a different language and knowing different vocabularies within the same language and knowing the entities that exist behind those? And if you look at the US-UK list, which we've discussed and I think we've agreed is much more akin to a different language, um, you see the, the, the differences are much larger. And Nick mentioned that only 7% of US respondents knew what TIPEX or recognised the word TIPEX. Well, 91% of UK respondents. And the differences are similar in scale. You know, we're talking about 70% differences mm. for a lot of these words. Whereas if you go and look at the list of words known better by women than men and vice versa, the differences there are more like 30% or you know, at a push 40%. So you have much wider difference in recognition when people are talking about different words for the same thing because they already have a word for that. They don't need to know another one. Whereas when you're talking about different vocabularies within the same language, effectively, there's a much narrower gap in recognition. Yeah. And I think that that difference in, in the delta, effectively, could be the starting point for establishing whether there is a conceptual difference between those two differences. We're talking a lot of differences of differences yeah. here, but... Nicely put, Tom, although we're talking about percentage points rather than percentages. Oh, well done, Fraser. Thank you. Um, there's, you know, there's a reason why I was a promoted to senior economist yeah. at one point in my career. Um, Nick, what do you got to say? I didn't actually have anything to say. I was mid-thought. Uh, what? I was, I was, I was actually mid -thought. Time. Time. Let, let Chris, let Chris have a go. Yeah. Sorry, how many I, hundreds of episodes have we done? And that's, the, that's just... <laughs> You've got to yeah. keep that in. No, yeah. 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 Um, I, I don't think there's... Um, 
I, first of all, I don't think this study is particularly surprising. So if you look at something like um, uh, physics, right, and you look at... Um, so the, the, the study I could find was from 2017, and it was U.S., um, uh, US sort of colleges and university system. But um, at that point, 21% uh, of undergraduates in physics were um, uh, with bachelor's degrees were were, um, were women and 20% of doctorates. Um, and so, you know, if you're looking at the, you know, the population of the kind of people who are going to, um, who are going to be able to confidently recognize those words, there's a, there's a gendered discrepancy uh built in and i'm sure that you know the same is true for for a, a lot of those words that w what you what you find is that the you know um the populations what you're identifying effectively is by looking at this vocabulary you're finding the places where you have greater gender disparity in involvement in a particular community that shares not only words for things but also knowledge of the things themselves so um, we know there are gender disparities in different communities and and uh, interests in particular topics. So so it's it's not it, it's not terribly surprising. Um, let's go to Tom, and then one way or another, we need to wind up with something. Uh, Tom. So I that was also my first thought when I looked at these. I thought, oh well, it represents you know the the gender disparity in, for example, STEM, but. Looking at the numbers, um, we've got, for example, uh, degauss in the, the men's list. 60% of men recognize that word, but 60% of men don't have physics degrees, right? Yeah. So I think it, it says something interesting both about the, you know, the kind of seed of people who are taught those words, but then also about the bleed over. Yeah. Because you could imagine a world where 10% you know, of the population actually know really what degauss means, and that... 10% of the population kind of use it enough that other people understand it. But that bleed out into the general population is could easily, yeah, yeah, it could easily be equally, you know, distributed between men and women. But evidently, the spread of these words from those small communities isn't symmetrical. It spreads more to men than it does to women. Well, and presumably it goes through social networks and social networks themselves have gender disparities built into them. And I think and that is the interesting takeaway from this is that we can see from these words that there are these disparities built into social networks as well as into academic Well, I, I mean, we are only hypothesizing about yeah. the reason because I, I think, look, it's, I, just to, to define a bit more precisely this difference which we're talking about, I think there's these sorts of, do you know that this sign refers to some set of objects, right? The sign, the word, do you know, garbanzo, like, do you know that that refers to some set of objects is a different question to could you sort those objects out in real life, right? So to understand what a garbanzo is or what we would call a chickpea, um, you, you, if I presented you with a variety of peas, you would have to be able to sort the, the chickpeas out from the other chickpeas. And if you'd never heard the word garbanzo, I'd still say, well, okay, but you, 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 you're a garbanzo guy deep down because you can actually perform the act of separating a garbanzo and recognizing it in real life um now so who is it important to be able to do that for now you can imagine a bean manufacturer 
um, or grower, as farmer, I suppose they called. Got them in my being, mind, yeah. Being able to really distinguish between multiple types of, of pea and bean and possibly even between subspecies of, of chickpea stroke garbanzos. And they would have a very rich uh, garbanzo-based vocabulary, which I wouldn't share. And in fact, I, would, you know, I wouldn't recognise the words and I also probably wouldn't recognise the things. But that's because they need to make those distinctions. Now, you know, it, when I look at the word peplum... Not only do I uh, not rec- not know what it is, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, I, I'm not sure I'm. You know, but when I read the definition, even then, I'm not sure I'm going to be confident about going out and saying, "Yep, that's a peplum," and that isn't. But and I also I don't have any desire to do that. Like I'm not interested mm. in knowing what a peplum is. Mm. Um, it's a bit and, like me and analysis, but yeah, keep going. but yeah. you know, but uh, the, I I also, but at the same time, I've got loads of board gaming concepts which I can recognise in a board game that a non-board gamer wouldn't understand so i think i think it's you know ultimately not driven by just by exposure it's about need and need is to do with you know the desire to communicate about that thing um so it's not just necessarily exposure it might be you know driven by differences in what people are fundamentally interested in yeah nice listen a few things uh first of all this feels almost endlessly fascinating we could double this podcast episode and keep going with this that's what i feel um secondly um Actually, I'm, I quite like the way, although I still stand by my previous comments, um, I quite like the way that you guys are interrogating the data here. Um, and oh, that, that's what right. it feels like. We converted it. No, it doesn't mean that I want to do it, or it doesn't, it doesn't even mean I think that it's well, a worthwhile exercise. Oh. But I, I, kind of, I kind of like watching you sort of, you know, um, 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 what's the word? Well, let's call it what I did, interrogate it. Um, third thing, actually, it actually it, it it sits quite nicely with what this podcast is all about, right? Analysis and decision making. Maybe we're not looking at the decision making so much. Maybe we are, but boom, that's right there. That's the analysis. Yeah. Um, so we need to we need to finish up. What was your tell me what your suggestion was and what is your suggestion? Yeah. So I was same, just going to say really. I'd thought of uh, uh, sort of a few words that I uh, well, a couple of words really that I thought would distinguish between some of our podcast. Gotcha. Members. And Nick, what was your one? Yeah, I was going to suggest some uh, know words, word that, words that you think you know that other people won't know. I'm not going to know any words like that. But anyway, let's proceed. Um, Chris, go for it. Yeah, I had thought about um, some words that I thought would draw distinctions between our um, podcast participants uh, before. What, so, us? Uh, us, us yes. Four. Yes, us four. Brilliant. Uh, so, for example, Nick, do you know what a false nine is? No. Right. This is Do you know what false This is a sporting is? term. Yeah. Tom, I bet you know what false is. Do you want to define is, it? Yeah, go on, please. It's a centre forward who plays in a less advanced role than a traditional centre forward in football. A uh, little, you know, more outside the box uh, in kind of a link-up role to bring wingers into play. So typically scores fewer goals than a traditional number nine, but maybe gets more assists. No, he's wrong. It's a kind of vegetable. Uh That's right. So, I, I you know, that's obviously based on um, me knowing that Tom has an interest in football. You had a vague interest, so you recognised the this term. This is a good thing you, you, would have you said, were talking about. You would have said you, would have said you recognised it. Nick would have been in the camp not recognising it. So, um, so, yeah. The other one, this might might work or might not, depending on, on, on Tom's knowledge, but uh, Dealy Boppers. Yeah. Do you know what Dealy Boppers are? Oh, awesome. I love no idea. See, I, no, oh, Chris, this is, really is, good yeah, this is masterfully done. Yeah. Well yeah. done, yes, because yeah. absolutely me and Nick and you yeah. would definitely know what this yeah. is. Yeah. I wouldn't okay. even say I recognise it. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that I, worked. I, 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 be... I had no... 
And let's what? not let's not say right. Yeah, you, you, that's keep, your homework. Keep, yeah, yeah. Go away and find out what Daily Bob. What about our like, poor so. listeners? Yeah, well, they, they can go away. They've got to go and do some work as <laughs> yeah. well. Since if they don't feeding. know, they shouldn't be listening. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, that was it, really. But I thought that illustrated the point quite well in terms of distinction between interests, experience, um, and so on. Yeah, beautifully done. Nice, Chris. Um, Nick, um, yeah, as we're all thinking, we all think about a word that we think we know that others don't. Is that about right? Yeah, I've got a... I'm got, feeling really I, nervous I'm See, I'm trying... This is really interesting. This, is, this reminds me of that... There's a game like this, isn't there, where you... I, I don't know if you've ever played um, Dixit... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Dixit is so you. It's a game where you, where you where you have to you have to come up with a, a a clue that you know that only some people will get. So I've got a suggestion. Uh, I'm, I think this this one is designed for to get one hit. Right, meeple. Yeah, I know what a meeple is. I know what a meeple. Two is. hits. No. Yeah, because you've secretly become a board gamer, haven't you, with your family? So yeah, board, that's the one that only board game people will get, and so it's no surprise that Fraser didn't get it what about the word you're always you're always trying to make me out as some person who i've got witnesses i'm not interested in board games this recently i sat through five bloody hours of storming storming normandy with you into a 40-hour game all right i mean okay anyway sorry pretty dedicated didn't have any meeples in it though does anyone else here know what grignard is no a a grognard or a grignard grignard no uh, well, I, I, I might put that in the category of recognised, but I'll tell me what it is and then... So I thought the best way to go about this, judging by the list of words we've been looking at, was to go for technical subject matter. Uh, so I used my chemistry background. It's a type of reagent uh, that you use for attaching alkyl groups uh, onto other compounds. Do you know what? For years I've been searching around for a word for that now. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. But yeah. crucially I picked a word that doesn't sound too chemistry. If I'd said no. alkyl. I've forgotten what the word was. Everyone would have thought, oh that Grignard. sounds like chemistry. Because it sounds like sort of Nordic, the one that you well, it's, said. It's, a, yeah. it's actually a, the sort of the, the guy who developed Grignard chemistry, what was called Grignard. Olaf. And so it's named Olaf after him Grignard. that area. Okay. I mean that's kind of cheating isn't it it's, well yeah. I, you wouldn't be saying it was cheating if you knew it i think that's being yeah. a sore loser okay, I've, got, I've got i've got one which maybe fraser will get and if you guys i can't remember the extent to which you played music of any kind is this bootylicious no capo yeah 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 would you guys be or, know what a capo is or what's sometimes called a capo no. how is this spelled c-a-p-o yeah it's a it's a rank in the mafia it is it is actually that has gazumped you somewhat actually you you, i know that nick's talking about something else but it actually goes back to this list because if you if that was in america that'd be a capo i would have said that i had recognized that word though yeah and you'd have been wrong interested but then they would have to test you on the survey thing but yeah that's the thing i I would be right because i recognized the word c-a-p-o but i don't know the same meaning yeah Mm. wow do you know what it is chris no Okay. I mean, let's keep it out there. We're not going to say, but I know we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll show each other our capos when, when it's finished, <laughs> when these guys are out of the room. Yeah. Uh, any other words? Uh, I have a word that I think nobody here will recognise and only a particular subset of people will, will, yeah. will recognise. It's a shout out to those people. It's a shout out to those people. Yeah. The word is Rifford. Mm, no. Oh, is this, a, is this a Southwest playground slang term from the 1980s? Uh, it's uh, it's an Exonian term. Oh, okay. So only it? people in Exeter will know the word riff. Can I take a guess that it's a word for an earwig? Because earwigs, for some reason, seem to have different names in every county. 
in the country. Yeah. No, we do call wasps jaspers, though, down in... I, in I think area. it's just a word for a bit of a plonker. Don't be such a riffard. I suppose we'll have to look that up, but it might not be on the internet. I, I think it's the kind of thing that might not be on the internet. It might be... Rural you dictionary. Hit us with yeah. it. What is it? What's a riffard? Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, sorry. You're th- it, it, it's basically a term for a low-class individual. Oh, and okay. there's, there's a road called Rifford Road oh, in Exeter. Right. But it became more broadly used for, um, for, for low-class right, right, college. I got three words. I think two of them you will... I think there's a chance you'll probably know. I think it'd probably be easy for you. I think one you definitely will not know, although maybe Nick. Um, so first of all, um, Bocker, sometimes called Boker. Bocker Juniors. No. How's that spelled? B-O-C-A. B-O-K-E-H. Oh, oh. Yeah, I know what Boker is. Okay. Do you know what it is, Nick? It's actually a Japanese word, I believe, but... Um, I feel like it's a food, but I can't no. go much further than so that. So you know what okay. it is. No, I mean, I mean, I, I try. I can see in your eyes that you know what it is. And no, Chris, I don't think so. Interesting. Okay. Um, and there's a reason, right, why I would know it. Um, yeah. Um, uh, this one, I think, is pretty simple, but let's see. Saudade? Yeah. Saudade? Yeah, I know, you know what that. that is. No. You don't no. know that? Okay, it's, it's a Portuguese word. I'll give you that. Um, of which there's no direct translation in English. But it, I'm sure if you looked it up in the Oxford Dictionary, it would be in there. Mm. Okay. Food stuff? No. Music style? Yeah, I mean, that t- certainly ties into that. And one I think none of you will know, and I'm going to bet my... I'm gonna, what am I going to bet on this? A thousand pounds. A thousand pounds. You heard it here. But I get a thousand pounds, yeah, so... No, I'm not entering no, no, into no. that bet. That Go would on. be ridiculous. Um, and we better finish up on, on this. Um, Mardi. M-A-R. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. You Lincolnshire do? Okay. word. Well, that's what I was going to say, because you've got Lincolnshire connections. Because it's a word I've only learned in the last oh, year. Oh, like so Mardi is in the mood. Like, somebody is Mardi. A Mardi yeah. cow. Yeah. Usually, usually Mardi cow. Did, well, I okay. Didn't, I didn't yeah. know before. Now, well, you lost £3,000 there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting, because... Actually, I think at least one person knew each it's of, a Yorkshire, one of my It's a Yorkshire word. word as well. Is it? Yeah, Mardi. Okay. It's, it's first quite, I heard of it. Right. But I thought no one would know Mardi. Um, yeah. Anyway, interesting. All right, that was fun. Uh, we'll well, stop there, yeah? Why not? Cool. You Mardi bastard. <laughs> so we'll stop there. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrewer. I've been here with Nick Hare, Tom Spence, and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye.